This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Former US President Donald Trump has been indicted again. And it's the first time a former president has faced federal charges. Those charges will see him back in court this week. So in this Squish Shortcut, we'll get you across what the Justice Department has claimed, why the development is so extraordinary, and what's next. Squish Shortcuts is the backstory to the big news stories. I'm Alex Tai. And I'm Claire Kimball. Claire, you'd be forgiven for thinking this is deja vu all over again. It was April that Donald Trump was indicted for the first time since leaving the White House. And now he has been indicted again. Yeah, and that first case you mentioned was brought by local prosecutors in New York. That had to do with criminal charges against Trump in a hush money case. That's related to state charges of falsifying business records. And this time it's federal charges that he's facing. Yeah, so this time prosecutors say Trump was behind the mishandling of classified documents that he kept upon leaving office and also that he obstructed the government's efforts to reclaim those documents. So specifically, the latest charges are that he willfully retained national defence secrets in violation of the Espionage Act, also that he made false statements and a conspiracy to obstruct justice. In total, he's facing a 37-count federal indictment. Mm. 31 of those allege that he kept classified documents in his possession after leaving the White House. To back up the charges, there were photos released capturing how the classified documents were allegedly stored at the Mar-a-Lago resort after Trump's presidency was over and he left the White House. And the charges come after more than 100 documents with classified markings were found in Florida at Trump's residence in August 2022. And let's just say that those documents were stored in some rather unusual places. Yep, they sure were. The Justice (laughs) Department alleges that they were stored at various locations over time, but that includes the white and gold ballroom where events took place. At one point, the boxes were stacked on the ballroom stage. (laughs) Uh, Some then went into the resort's business centre, and there was also a time when some documents were in the bathroom and a shower. Um, that was some of the images that were released. I mean, Claire, we've all had storage issues from time to time, (laughs) but these just weren't any old documents. No, exactly. Um, They weren't at all. So we're talking about top secret papers detailing America's nuclear secrets, Mm. uh, assessments of the defence and weapons capabilities of the US and also of foreign countries, and plans that the US could put into place to retaliate if it came under attack. So, of course, these are not the sort of documents that the government would want out in the open or perhaps in a shower. And (laughs) the point is that Trump shouldn't have had access to these documents after he left the White House. And the Justice Department says he blocked any efforts to retrieve those documents. Yeah, and there's allegations that there was a reluctance to hand them back. They're part of the charges. The Justice Department says that he spent more than a year stonewalling efforts to get them back. And if you've been following Trump closely, you'll remember that his indictment was a very big deal back in April, the New York state indictment. 
And this time around, the federal indictment is possibly an even bigger deal. That's right. The experts say that these federal charges pose a more serious legal threat and could also carry potentially stiffer punishments if he's found guilty. But yet again, when it comes to Trump, we're in uncharted waters. Um, As you said at the top, Alex, it's the first time a former president has faced these federal charges. We're also in uncharted waters for another reason, Claire, a reason that has a lot to do with US politics. So let's get into that and what is happening this week next. Claire, wherever Trump goes, politics follows. And this case will become entangled with Trump's efforts to unseat Joe Biden and become president once more. And that really is what makes this case so extraordinary. Mm. Trump is the current frontrunner for the 2024 Republican presidential nomination, and he would face President Biden at an election in November next year. Uh, The twist with this indictment is that it's Biden's administration that's seeking to convict a potential rival. Yeah, it creates a really awkward political position for Joe Biden. He has vowed to keep a significant distance between himself and any actions of the Justice Department. In 2020, he said that it's not my Justice Department, it's the People's Justice Department. Yeah, and the thing to point out there is that there's this very important separation of law and politics in America. Mm. And what the pundits say is that that separation is due to be tested like it's rarely been before in American history. Mm. And since the announcement of Trump's indictment, Biden's been asked about discussions that he might have had with his Attorney General Merrick Garland, and he's responded, I've not spoken to him at all. I'm not going to speak with him. I have no comment on that. I think it's going to be so fascinating to see this play out, Claire, in the legal sphere and in the political sphere. Mm. But let's get into how things are going to unfold in the immediate term this week and beyond. The last time Trump was in court, the media had some access to images coming from the courthouse in New York. Now, this time, reports say the access is going to be a lot more restricted. Yeah, and that's the way the federal court rolls. He's presenting himself to authorities in Miami, Florida on Tuesday local time. That'll be early Wednesday morning Aussie time. When he surrenders, the local journos say that he'll probably go in through an underground garage and then he'll be transported through a tunnel to the main federal courthouse. It's there that he'll be booked and processed. He will be electronically fingerprinted. As for handcuffs, people doubt that that is going to happen. Yeah, the experts say that the occasion doesn't warrant that. Uh, And while there won't be cameras there, there will be Secret Service agents as, of course, they're part of his security detail. They're going to be there with him, protecting him on every step of the way. As for who is in the big chair, the judge's chair, it's Judge Aileen Cannon who will oversee Trump's first court appearance. Yeah, so she was appointed to the federal court by Trump. Mm. And last year, uh, she was at the centre of a very big dispute over the FBI search of Trump's Mar-a-Lago residence for those documents. Uh, And she ruled very favourably for him as far as his legal team uh, having access to those documents. Her rulings back then last year were overturned on appeal. And this time she has been assigned to the case by a random system and critics say she should recuse herself. That is a fancy way of saying that she should take herself off the case because of a conflict of interest. Claire, 
There are understandably lots of questions about how this case is going to play out in terms of timing and how that is going to interact with the presidential race. Yeah, exactly. So uh, in terms of the timing, with federal cases, the aim is to go to trial 70 days after the formalisation of the charges, and that's what's meant to happen in court this week. But the experts say that it's highly unlikely that it will go to trial quickly, and that's because there's likely to be motions from Trump's side to dismiss the case. So really, it's a bit of a case of how long's a piece of string. <laughs> I think we're about to find out exactly how long a piece of string can be. <laughs> All right, that is enough to get us through the events of this week. And that is your shortcut to Trump's second indictment. If you like what you heard, please tell people about this podcast. And if you have any requests, you can send them through to hello at thesquiz.com.au. Thank you for listening. Until next time. Kate Watson, co-host of News Club and The Weekly Wrap, jumping in here to say thank you for listening to our podcasts first and foremost. And if you like them, we'd really appreciate it if you could share them. Tell your mates about us. Tell your family. Tell your barista, tell your hairdresser, whoever you think might be interested in the news that we cover. You telling people about us is still the number one way we grow. Thanks in advance.